The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, brings you the Mays and Aton Show. Middays with Harry Mays and Aton Shander. Now, it's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. We are live, a Thursday edition that's a post-Christmas edition, so we hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and you're continuing to enjoy any other holiday you may celebrate from Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or maybe one we don't know about because everybody likes to give gifts when it comes to the month of December. Hell, if you're celebrating a birthday or you're celebrating lunch today, it's a perfect opportunity to come out to bury the hatchet. And in this case, we are back at the Ben Salem location. Not far at all from any of our listening areas via the app, 97.3ESPN.com slash app. Or if you're listening online or if you're listening simply on the radio, then it's a quick hop over the bridge. You're in Ben Salem, right off Woodhaven. It is very accessible. In fact, it is the route you go from where I am. And if you were ever to go back roads where you are to get from like that southern of the turnpike Montgomery County to 95 like that's the access road if you will to get on 95 and the turnpike and all that so it's very easy to get to harry and we'll be here as always for the next two hours on the show we have a promo code harry 50 where if you use that you get half off if you want to come here today in the next two hours and use that code we'll cover the other half for you so you can throw for three for free you can bring three to fro- throw for three. Jeez. Say that three times fast. Unbelievable. But here's the beauty of it. It's very close, 1890 Woodhaven Road. You'll see the signs, Philadelphia, PA. Just put it in your GPS, your phone, however you want to get here. And we'll go from there. we got a busy day here. This place is going to be loaded following our departure around 2.30 and through the evening. Like we saw at King of Prussia, right. that gigantic party. There's going to be a bunch of different parties here. Our axe master, Chris, is filling us in on everything here. So it's a jam-packed day at Bury the Hatchet. Why not come out? If you're back at work, wouldn't this be perfect? You're back at work today following a day or maybe two off, depending if you work Christmas Eve. And not to go full Scrooge on your boss or anything, but you're here the day after Christmas wouldn't this be a great opportunity to take that long lunch, come out, well, put a picture of your boss who's making you work right on, on the, the bullseye? Yeah. Well, you take the long lunch, and then you just don't go back. You know what I mean? Like the, well, lo- depending- the long lunch turns into the, the rest of the day. Depends, though. Sometimes you need to – sometimes your key card will get you back in. Mm. And that serves – a lot of people don't realize this. And I found this out when a previous radio station that both of us worked for got audited – and had to prove when everybody was coming in and out. Or so they said. I think they just wanted to prove when one person was coming in and out in the morning. But other than that, your key card serves as your old punch card. Remember the punch card you used to have? Well, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So all they can do is just look up and say, well, Harry checked out, but he never checked back in. He didn't check back in. Right. Yeah. So you want to get caught explaining that? Well, if you're not a salesperson, that's a pretty big, lengthy explanation. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess you're right. You kind of you have a point there with the key card. Maybe you go back to work later, and then just uh, you know at least put the key card up against the sensor, but don't go in. Right. How do you do that? You what just mean? go in and out. Yeah, and open the door. You better hope let... they don't have a camera. Well, yeah, the other true. place had a camera. They did. They yes, yes, they did. You see what I, what we're missing by not working in an office anymore? Yeah, I guess Nothing. you're right. We don't have anything like that. We have comp- <laughs> even 
Josh we are and Gil, not office material. Correct. You and I. Well, that's why I think it was a in this breath day and of age. fresh air yeah. that we're no longer meandering around that office right. or any other for that. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. So we're efforting some people here, yeah. and it looks like we might have to get Bob on tomorrow. How unbelievable was yesterday's game? I mean, that was it was the only NBA game I watched, okay? Really? And, you didn't yeah. watch? Well, see, th- that was the least. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry, but that was the least amount. I turned at the hat. What more do I need? I know they came back close to the end before Tobias hit that three, but that game no, was, that was over. That was never that in, game was over. It was never in, in doubt. But isn't that great when it's your team doing the burying? I well, mean, yeah, I, I couldn't get enough of it. I, I don't know. At, at, as soon as they took him beat out, I legit lost interest. Oh, really? Well, because it was a blowout. Yeah. I wanted the next game to start. Well, it's a blowout in our favor. I was wanting more, pouring more. They were looking like they were shooting like the 73-9 and nine Golden State Warriors yesterday. That's something we don't see here Correct. too often. Correct. Okay? So I wanted to soak in every last minute of it. I every get it. three-pointer. It, I couldn't get enough. Here's the thing, though. After At, at that time of the day, around 4.35 o'clock, yeah. That's when the food hits. I'm a brick on See, the couch. I did the brunch. We did a brunch yesterday. Well, no, I'm, I'm, that's my point, though, is that I ate right before the Sixers game. Okay. That's, that couldn't have been that much later than you, right? Two? Uh, uh, right around two. And then, see, I recorded the game and then went home and watched it. I stayed away from oh, social media. Oh, well, that media. doesn't count. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Are you kidding me? Well, I no. watched that game in 45 minutes. That, that's that's the point. It was incredible. If you had to sit through a two-and-a-half-hour, 40-point at one point, it seemed like a blowout. But I did. No, I but watched you, every you, minute. You fast-forwarded. Well, through commercials and halftime. That I don't stuff, need to Listen, see man, that, that stuff garbage. in real time, it wears you down. Oh, yeah. It doesn't? Yeah. Wait a second. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, yeah, of course, that wears you oh, down. Oh, well, I challenge your statement then that if you had to watch that in full time, oh, I wouldn't. you wouldn't have turned that off earlier. I wouldn't. You would have turned I it off. Have, no, I would have gone upstairs and let the halftime play and then go down, back down for the, for the third quarter. All right. Before we get into the game itself, which, again, uh, you know, you can look at this a couple of different ways, but is there a go-to? I'm curious. I don't know about for you, but you have about 20, 22-odd minutes or so for half to go through. Mm-hmm. That's enough time, especially if you're watching on an app that doesn't have commercials like a Hulu or Disney Plus, something like that. That's enough time to get through one episode of a 30-minute show. It doesn't have to be a sitcom, but just mm-hmm. a 30-minute show. HBO, a little tougher because it goes a full 30. Sometimes might be 24. Is there a show you would go to to know, all right, look, I got, they just went to half. I got 22 minutes now until I get back to the second half in which the Sixers can extend their lead from 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. What show would I watch to kill that time? Would I? Yeah. I would probably put on... Curb your enthusiasm. It's a good, strong pick right Which there. is back out again in a, in a the new, new season, season I was believe. it nine? I'm not sure when it started, but I know that they, they, they fired it up again. I'd go curb. You'll go curb. Yeah. You'll go full curb. Because that's, like that's an easy, you know, light 22 minutes. It makes it go fast. Yeah. You wouldn't go the life of I don't need amphibian. something intense. Okay, on National Geographic. No. Okay. No. Well, well okay, so – What's your biggest takeaway from last night? I know you're itching at this. Although well, that w- there was no drama last no, night. There Milwaukee wasn't. let down. They didn't let down like Houston. Well, there was great defense being played on Giannis. Don't think that's that he, probably the don't biggest think that takeaway. He, no, you know, shoots that way just on an off night. He I, doesn't. No. Okay, you, that's you're right. I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm impressed with the defensive effort that uh, that both Embiid and Horford gave on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Probably yesterday. Horford more, right? Well, I think it was kind of fifty-fifty. No, I'm saying impressed with. Oh. Uh, Al Horford's not really able to give you that defensively like Embiid, I think. 
on a guy like Giannis? Yeah, it was just impressive. You know, and I guess, uh, what did, did Brett say? Did, did Brett call Joel Embiid? He's Shaquille O'Neal with soccer feet. Did he actually say that yesterday? Did you see the quote? I saw a quote. I don't know. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't hear any audio. Do we have audio? We should get that. If, if I, think, I think Tom Moore had that on his Twitter. Well, is Tom going to join us? Because Bob Glauber is now going to join us tomorrow at 1. No, this was, this was a long time ago. This was actually a pinned tweet from No, I know, but ago. is Tom going to join us? I, I'm efforting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I haven't heard back. Oh, I'm just curious. It's just a curious. slow day, man. People are, people are doing other things today. You know what I mean? Returning well, gifts. This place is This is Boxing in. Day today. It is. Well, you know what Boxing Day means, right? What is that? What is, does My understanding really of Boxing mean? Day is back in earlier times. In England? When, correct. When people had servants and in-house servants and whatnot. And I guess now the term has changed, but the premise might be similar. But anyway, the day after Christmas, there would be gifts left and given to the servants. Oh, okay. And they would box them up. And I don't know if the royalty or would help, but the servants would have the ability to box all that up and then take it to their living quarters and give it to their family. Oh, okay. Correct. Oh, I didn't know that. Correct. Now, right. That is my understanding. I know. They, they do it in Canada, too, I think. Well, yes, it's celebrated in Canada because, again, you have, like this country, a connection of found mm -hmm. to— Can we say servants anymore, or is that no longer— Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how that would be looked at— if you say that somebody is your servant, your live-in servant, like, is that a derogatory term? Not I, w I would think so, yeah, Okay, right? but tone, a lot of derogatory <laughs> comes with tone. Now, look, there are obvious terms that are just trigger for rightfulness. But, um, I mean, if, if you just explain, it's probably not a good look, right? If you walk into, you're sitting down at a restaurant, you're eating, and you're explaining, well, we had this last night, my servant cooked it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you'd probably get some long looks. Do people – when did that go out? That's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't probably anywhere near soon, that's mm -hmm. all. Yeah, it's probably looked at as a bad term. But that, yes. that's what it's written and described as. Gotcha. It's that, a big soccer day. They play all soccer all day and all night over there. Well, you, you know what happened already. I, I showed you what happened oh, already. That, was that from today? That was this morning. That's oh, a wow. 7.30 kick. A.M. kick. Tottenham and Brighton. Absolutely, man. In let me tell you, the in-game invention of betting is probably the best thing ever. Yeah. So the defense on Giannis. Giannis was definitely the number one thing. Joel Embiid had a dominating performance, didn't need to play the whole game, so got some rest, and that's great to see. That's probably number two for me. Okay, so that's number two. Like, the three-point shooting, although it was great, I just don't think any of that is sustainable. The defense and effort – you know, they want, when, they want, when they're motivated to right. give effort, right. then you, you can see what they're capable of doing on the de defensive end to the best player in the game. Do That's you what impressed me. Do you think, though, that, okay, you're right, it's not sustainable. The shooting. How, how, do, you, how do you get it to that it's more not – I don't know how to phrase this properly. How do you get it so that it's not – as much of an aberration yes and more not necessarily consistent but you see more of those nights sprinkled right i just think about it like you're not balancing out ingredients milwaukee's a you're good just defensive team one. too they're Correct. one of the best defensive Correct. teams in the league i still think that yeah i mean you know? the, right the enigma of chris they have 
I don't know what it is about Chris Middleton and so, you know his absence at times and things, but they, they they should be better than they are. I mean, they should be in the finals this year if it's not for the Sixers. But outside of that, they didn't look like one. But they didn't look disinterested. No, no, they didn't. That, they, that's the difference. If I, they can get three point shooting from Tobias Harris like they got yesterday, consistently. Think about how much different this team. Would well, be. I don't. I don't know. Are you going to be able to count on him? And I'm not he's doubting. Been, outside of the first two weeks in November, when he was awful, well, right. he's been playing really yeah. good. He's an all-star this yeah, year. Absolutely, he's, playing, he's been playing great. He's going to have to. But again, it shows you that you can a win with Ben Simmons on the floor, and b you still in order for that to in order for a to happen, you need somebody like Tobias who can take the scoring pressure off Embiid or Richardson. Well, Richardson having himself a night last night, again, that, that's to got, your point about how sustainable is that. He got that off to a rough start, but then he hit a couple of them. Yep. Yeah. You're going to get looks. Even on a defensive, strong defensive team like Milwaukee, you're going to get looks. It's just a matter of can you go – like you can't die. You can't die on, on a night in which you're going 7 of 30. You can't beat the Bucks if your game plan is to die at the three live and die right. at the three-point line and you're not That's what I'm saying like they didn't need to go to a different alternative. It worked and defensively Giannis didn't drop 51 and that's what makes it easy to beat them. Right. And a lot of the the three-pointers that the Sixers you know big guys, stretch guys got were in rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's huge. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like you know Joel standing at the three point line, getting a pass late in the shot clock, and being like, "All right, I'm going to put this up." Right. You know what I mean? He was in rhythm, you know, in motion, and and both he, Horford, and uh, Harris, you know, made most of their threes that way. No, I agree, and, so. and that and you get an offense in rhythm like that, it definitely becomes a game changer, especially if you can get that off transition mm-hmm. or just movement yeah. in the half court. But again, that was. I don't know. Did you even watch the first game? Uh, I saw bits and pieces of the first half of the first game. That's okay. it. Yeah. It, Boston, you know, comes away with that one. Right. Put that aside. Then we get a little bit more of an appetizer before the main course and then a dessert that's probably the equivalent of, you know, those hard, chewable, but they're hard on the outside mints that sit in that glass bowl at the oh, diner, yeah, yeah, yes, you, yes. Yeah, when you walk out, but they've got the the hard outer yes. crust, and then inside they're kind of ju- gooey and chewy. Right? Yes, yeah, exactly yeah. right. They're what, gooey. What are those called? They're mints. They're mints. They're, I don't know what type of mint, and they don't have chocolate in them. They're just the gooey no, they, mint. No, I'm not right. talking about ones with chocolate. That yeah. would be like having a fillet, your choice of sides, and then your dessert is a little bit of that. Okay. A couple of these I mean that game, that Denver New Orleans game was not not fun to watch. But I was in REM sleep by that. At that point? Yes. There were two other games that I think were interesting and I don't know how many people kept watching cuz you're on the Sixers high or you just use that as an excuse to escape from whatever family reality you had for 2 hours or 2 and a half hours. Well, I think the Houston Rockets skipped their game. I And were they were with family yesterday. That's what I think that's, so that's another thing. But that's what is that, that was at home. And that's what I took away from the most part outside of the individual players. This team in Philadelphia came yesterday to beat the Bucks. They ass, were motivated yesterday. To beat yeah. Milwaukee's ass. Houston wanted no part of that basketball game. Right. They should not lose to that team in a million years. <laughs> they were on years. trip to fam. 
yesterday. That's what happens when Russell Westbrook takes over the yeah, ring. And exactly. I hate to say it, yeah, but you're right. that was a that was a Russell Westbrook Oklahoma City game. Yes, it was. You, James you, Harden. You, you couldn't be more right. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. And you saw this yeah. thing just waste away. And I thought to myself, wait a second. You know, they're down yeah. eight. The other guys score 40 a night. Seriously. Typically. And what did he have, like 15 at one point, I think, through the third quarter? Yeah, I don't know what he ended up with. It was way low. Dre way low. and Burks. They had a guy, Alec Burks, right? He didn't even have a great night. Right. It was really Draymond Green and um, D'Angelo Russell was playing. It's just it's amazing that this Warriors team won their fourth straight game against a Rockets team that slept walk. And then you had... A really good basketball game. And look, I get it. I'm not going to compare the two because they were different means to the same end, which is a good game. But the Sixers blowout felt nice. I was just like, all right, look, we get it. Joel Embiid's out. I kind of moved on. But the Lakers-Clippers game, did you see any of this at all? I did not. This came down to a play. LeBron James was destroyed on social, and rightfully so. Missed a key free throw down the stretch. The guy's shooting... Under 62% in the fourth quarter from the line. He had a bad turnover due to Kawhi Leonard stripping him. And then at the end of it, Harry, oh, almost. Kawhi stripped him? Yep, at the end. Beverly had a couple of big plays. Patrick Beverly's a monster. Here's the thing. At the end, you had Brian Windhorst come out with a statement. No. That LeBron James was hurt and playing hurt and oh. obvious signs, et cetera, et cetera, as a result of losing that game at home Did we to hear another that team. before the game? Nope. Did we hear that after the Lakers' last game? Nope. Hmm. Just now. Well, hold on, hold on. That's not 100% true. So remember, he list, missed the last game because of a proposed groin injury. And then the first quarter of the game yesterday – he got nailed down low on a drive and went down and grabbed down there. He grabbed down at his groin? Yeah. Okay, but to be fair to the tweet, I didn't see any obvious signs of him wincing or struggling or you being see, You winded. didn't see the first quarter his... when he was on the no, ground no, no. grabbing his you-know-what. I, I know, but I'm saying as far as in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, like LeBron James wasn't going three to three well, in the second half because he couldn't get up and down the court. Was, he was doing anything he was, wanted. Was he grabbing a sore groin or was he making an adjustment? Was uh, he because those NBA players, you know, they do that quite often. That's a good question. He might have been doing both. We're not sure. <laughs> he might have been multitasking you, you saw, there. Did, and I'm asking you. I'm not leading you. Did you not get a difference in him on the floor wincing, grabbing, and clutching his groin to taking somebody effortlessly off the dribble in the third quarter mm. like it was nothing? Well, here's the thing I look at it as. LeBron is so great that him at 75% is still better than half the league. Mm -hmm. So it depends on who's guarding him. Like If he's against Kawhi and he's taking him off the dribble, then yeah, he's 100% healthy. But when he, when he took, um, uh, what's his name, Montrez Harold off the dribble, Wait a Harold second. is slow. Yeah. No, no Montrez Harold had a key block to it. Montrez Harold is one of the better defenders. I disagree with that. I think that Montrez Harold is a hell Do of a defender. you think he could guard LeBron one-on-one? -on -one? I think that Montrez Harold has been able to successfully guard wing guys, and they use him a lot out there. No, there's wing guys, and then there's Look, LeBron who James. can? Kawhi Leonard? I mean, right, you're talking that's, that's about— the point. Well, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and then there's a significant drop-off. But Montrez Harrell will be an all-defender, I believe. Not a first team, but he'll be up there. I just think that it's unfair to say any— Look, Landry Shamit, if he's crossing up Landry Shamit, okay. But he was, doing, he was doing things against Patrick Beverly 
and he was doing things against anybody not named Kawhi Leonard. I did laugh when he backed down Lou Williams in the post. That was really funny. Well, that was pretty funny. Yeah, but again, why? Like again, why the hell would they? It was a switch, but Westbrook, you know, you need help at Westbrook that point took if you're Lou 32 Williams. Thirty-two shots yesterday. How many did Harden take? Harden took eighteen. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It should never be the case. It should always, every night, it should always start as the opposite, whereas, like, you go into it with Harden, you take 35, Westbrook, you take 15, and then once you get your quota, then you got to go from there. Right, right. But I don't even know if Westbrook, like, it's almost where Harden has to get to 20 before Westbrook can take his 11th shot. Just to 10. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh. Now, we also have this Philadelphia Eagles Right? Yes, we do. And, I, I, and, and here's what I don't understand. Two things. Maybe you can help me out, Harry. All right. And we're live at Barry the Hatchet. We'll tell you everything that's going on here and live online as well. You can get us at Harry Mays, TU, at Shander Show. Like, or on Twitter and also the text board, 609-403-0973. So here's the thing. One, I am more than happy and willing to sit Zach Ertz and not play him so that he can be ready the next week because, number two, I am more than happy and confident to say I have no problem overlooking the Giants right now. You're None. overlooking Overlooking the Giants. the Giants. The Eagles can revert back. Well, as a back. fan, you can overlook them. The team. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. well, that's all I am. Yeah. The team I don't think is, which is why I am right now saying. I don't think so. I think – here's what I'd say, Harry, and you can – I'll give you the floor when we come – I don't even know if we're breaking. Sorry. I think that they don't need to be even at their best. They can be, they can play it. The Giants are not as good as advertised. This is a trap, a trap four and a half line, a trap one, what did Tony say on the money line, 130 or 178, something like that. I think it's like 178 or something like 180. This is a trap bet, Harry. Well, I'm you just, disagree. I'm trying to figure out, I think the Eagles, the motivation walk. for the Giants. Like, if I'm trying to put myself, and it's, it's risky doing this. Keep them out of the playoffs? Put, but, I mean, is that real motivation? Because if they, they keep them out there putting Dallas in, what, what do they care? Well, their, they're not going up against Dallas. Their season is over, and it's been over for months. Like, at this point, what is their real motivation? To not get hurt, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, if you're a giant player, isn't, giant that, player isn't that the Eagles? And you're secure. Like, you're Saquon Barkley. You're You're secure. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the guys who might not be right. here next year right. or might be, you know, cut and looking for another team. I'm talking about, like, the, the cornerstones. The Dan, Daniel Jones, does, where is his motivation? I think his Sunday? motivation is to go out there and throw as many touchdowns as possible. Yeah. And Saquon Barkley as well. I, I don't think these guys are going to go out there and play nervous or scared. Chris just threw two bullseyes. Two perfect bullseyes. At the same time with the same hand. With tomahawks. I, I'm, I don't know. I look at it, the I think, a different way. Maybe not the opposite way, but I don't know if these guys are going to go in there thinking, well, I can kind of play in a protective mode. Like hit the deck every time I see somebody coming and just throw the ball in the, in the dirt. <laughs> is that what you think this is? I don't know. Do you remember that scene from Necessary Roughness? I didn't see that. When the backup quarterback's in? Never saw And it. he goes over to the ref. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! You want that to be Daniel Jones? Never saw it. Back after this. And mobile app. So we're live at Bury the Hatchet in Ben Salem. It's a very easy trip to get to no matter where you are in and around the Montgomery Bucks, New Jersey area, 1890 Woodhaven Road here in Philly. 
BuryTheHatchet.com. You can see the address. You can put it in your GPS. We have the promo code running Harry50. to get you half off for two hours. Now, I'll tell you what you did miss yesterday uh, by ducking out because the Sixers were just I running just fell away asleep, with it. to be honest with you. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, like I told you, I, this was 4 o'clock, something like yeah. that. They're up convincingly, and Bede is in and out of the game, and I know he's just about to come out. My eyes, I, I was not glued to it like the Rockets losing and killing a parlay, and then also that Clippers-Lakers game was a really good basketball game. I mean, that was it, a, Clippers that, bounced back. And, that's and, when I went to sleep. Okay, well, okay. You, missed a, you missed a pretty entertaining, because you don't have any real rooting interest outside of maybe you don't want to see LeBron. I don't want to see the that's Lakers uh, win. Then you got a chance to see a really good basketball game. It was one of those where the place was going crazy. LeBron was doing stuff. Anthony Who was the Davis, home team yesterday? Lakers. Oh, the Lakers? LeBron was doing stuff. Davis was doing stuff. The place was going insane. And then all of a sudden you see this guy, you know, Kawhi, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. It, it is Love Patrick Beverly. Well, you talk about a juxtaposition of talent and just ego, right? Next to each other, you've got Patrick Beverly, who's like, you know, what, six inches shorter or something than Kawhi Leonard. Yet his personality is like he's seven foot six. Yeah. He doesn't stop talking. He's loud. He's in your face. He's, he's a hell of a face. defender. Yeah. He's just nonstop energy. Meanwhile, Kawhi Leonard what do do, makes Tim Duncan right. look like Patrick Beverly. I know. And he's just sitting there, <laughs> and you're just like, what? what? What's, what's he going to do? What's he gonna? And he just what? comes down and just... It's amazing how effortless it is. Oh, and then you throw Paul George Paul in the George. mix, Landry Shamit, Lou Williams. What about what Kawhi said after the game? What did he say? He said that, oh, it's just another game. <laughs> well, you, you know, Do you, you know have that, that audio? You know what that is. Now, we're wait, speaking of which, we're awaiting Carson Wentz. That's, we're going to tap into that press conference momentarily. That's just a crack at the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, that's a total – that's a diss. It is. That's a, that's a classic diss. I think that these guys are being groomed as Steve Ballmer wants these guys on the front line, so mm-hmm. they're being groomed as anti-Lakers. Yeah. Anytime. That's the way to play it, yeah. right? You have to now. Yeah. They already know they're building this stadium in a couple of years. They're going to have their own home. Right. They need to pull people away from this thing. Where are they building that? Are they building that out near the old forum? I don't know specifically where in L.A., but I know it's uh, not far. Okay. Well, what you missed. And it's Balmer's own. What you missed yesterday. Oh, you didn't even get to that? No. How, how did we? You derailed it. All right. Well, go ahead. Ben Simmons hit a jump shot yesterday in the second half. How much were they up? I forget. I mean, it was, you know, they were up. But All right. he, he took a jump what shot should from, my around, reaction from around be 15 at this point? feet, and he just swish. What should my reaction be at this point in the season? where Ben Simmons takes a jump shot, but it continues to be in circumstances where they're comfortably up. Mm-hmm. How should I be reacting in this case? Uh, like, why don't we see more of that? Still? Yeah. How many times do I need to see? I just feel like we're, we're having this again, where, or is it a slow process where I'm going to have to wait year in and year out, and this year it's going to be... Well, he's defying the coach right now. Not shooting a three. One game at every game at a time, he's defying the coach. Not shooting a three. He's spitting in Brett Brown's eye. Amazing. All right, speaking of which, we have the Kawhi Leonard audio spitting in the eye of the L.A. Lakers. It was another road game, you know what I mean? Uh, Christmas didn't have nothing to do with it. Uh, You know, our mindset was coming in and trying to win a basketball game on the road. And uh, we were able to do that. Now, you think that's a direct shot at 
Well, it didn't come off the way I was told. Josh kind of made it sound a little bit more like, hey, that was just an, it's just another game. Was this an upsell by Josh? Josh upsell. It was an upsell. Oh, what happened yeah. there? Yeah. I guess, well, he did. Uh, okay, I guess he some of it is interpretation, game. though. It is just a ro- another road game for a guy who's a robot. He doesn't know where he's at. Right. They just wheel him out there. He plays basketball. He goes home. <laughs> right. So to Kawhi Leonard in, in his life in that point, it, it could be looked at. As, but to be fair, if even though he's from there, right? If you're exactly, <laughs> that's a great point. Right, he is from there. He's he should know there. better. Although maybe again, maybe they were told to downplay it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just Balmer calling in a favor. Look, guys, you go out there, you win. Balmer, he'll do the screaming and crying, and he'll go running around like a toddler. Was he sitting in the, fr- in the I'm first sure. row? I'm y- sure, yes. They didn't show him? Yes, yes. He was crying at the end of the game. He was? Yeah. He cries at the end of all big He's wins. a very emotional man. He is. And would you want Jeffrey Lurie crying no. at the end of Eagles-Cowboys no. Sunday? Would you want your owner on TV no. crying? I, and I tell you what, I cringe whenever I see him in the locker room dancing with the players and stuff. It's pretty that's, that's cringeworthy <laughs> stuff. So him in t- – and look, this isn't a guy using a handkerchief, dabbing his eyes as there's a tear duct open. Steve Ballmer is like a giddy child. <laughs> was his face all red? Yeah, yeah he, he looks gets all red. He looks like Tom Coughlin, but he's crying tears of joy. It's a very strange yeah. dynamic. Yeah, I've never cried tears of joy. You've never been so happy that you've cried. You Me find neither. that you find that hard to believe? No, I've never done yeah. it either. I've yeah. I never. I don't think. I, what would it take for you to cry? I don't know. Tears of joy. All right, here we go. Let's go, Carson Wentz. Oh yeah. yeah, Santa hunts ducks. Carson, that first game, um, obviously against the Giants, uh, you guys struggled offensively in the first half, but really started clicking in the second half, especially down the stretch. What did you learn from the film of that game, maybe with that defense? Anything? Yeah, um, honestly, it just came down to execution early. Uh, we, it was lacking. You know, we, we left some plays out there. They made some good plays, and um, you know, guys. You know, we started playing together and, and um, executing our stuff better that second half and uh, kind of found a rhythm there. So, uh, you know, we feel good. We got, you know, confidence going into this game with uh, what we're going to do offensively. Carson, it can be easy to skip ahead thinking, you know, if you win this game, you guys are in the playoffs. It can be easy to just skip ahead to the playoffs. How do you try to stay in the moment, the, the mentality you have to adopt there? Yeah, well, we have to win this one. You know, it's just like the last few weeks. You know, I think everyone knows that. Um, you know, obviously we've had uh, a couple emotional wins um, the last few weeks and, um, you know, as, as leaders and coaches as well have done a great job of just making sure guys are still bought into this in the here and now and not dwelling on the past not looking ahead either um, and just going out to work you know this we got our work cut out for us against a good opponent on the road um, and obviously if we win we're in so we know what's at stake after the game you were pretty tough on yourself about Zach's injury how do you kind of reconcile that though you're trying to make a play he's trying to make a play how do you yeah. in your own mind I mean anytime that happens I, I feel bad you know not just because uh, he's a friend but just a, any teammate you know you you put a ball a little high you get him hit um, you know that stuff happens unfortunately um, it led to an injury there with him but uh, but we're, we're all good um, but I, I it does I, I do feel bad when that stuff happens but at the same time that's football if he can't play or if he's limited how much does that change what you do 
Yeah, I mean, it. You know, we'll we'll have to see. Obviously, first of all, um, we'll see how he progresses. But regardless of who's out there, I mean, you've seen the last few weeks. Um, you know, Dallas has stepped up. You know, um, Josh Perkins has stepped up. So the guys that are ready to go, they'll be ready to go. You know, and for us, it's um, next man up. That's been the same mentality all year. So uh, whatever it looks like, we're, we're confident in who we have out there. What makes the uh, what's made the screen game so effective for you guys over the last month? Um. I'd say, A, we have a really good old line. Uh, that, that's really good at getting out in space and, and you know, creating some holes out there. And our, our backs do a tremendous job, you know, I think, um, between Boston and um, Miles and, you know, when we screen to Dallas. I mean, those guys are as good as anybody out in space and hard to bring down. So that combination has been really good. And just the, the design of the, the screens has um, really benefited us as well. Carson, uh, Deontay Burnett will be, I think, the fifth or the fourth wide receiver that you throw in Boston there coming up from the practice squad. What's the process like for you with those guys? Because you're not getting reps, I guess, until they're up on the 53 in most cases. Yeah. What's it like kind of getting to work with them? Yeah, just talk to them as much as I can. You know, when I found out the news, just talk to them about, you know, the plays and how, he's, how we're seeing things and, um, you know, get as many reps as we can out of practice. Obviously, it's late in the season and, you know, we're not trying to overexert ourselves either. But I'm uh, just talking through it, you know, watching the tape of him at, in other places as well and him in, at, on the practice squad the last few weeks and um, just getting as much work as we can. How much has Miles Sanders helped this offense over these last few weeks? Tremendously. Um, you know, Miles has been a big part of, like you said, the last few weeks, but this entire year. You know, he's been a big play guy for us um, over and over and over. And whether it's in the screen game, down the field passing game, or just running the ball, um, he's extremely dynamic out of the backfield. And, you know, he's been a huge part of our offense all season. Carson, our running backs, they, they both have caught a lot of passes. Is it almost tough to say to rank which guy has the better hands? I mean, the way they're catching the ball? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is, it is tough because they, they both do such a, a great job. You know, Boston and, and Miles, you know, we ask a lot of them. Um, you'll see them out in empty sets or just out of the backfield doing a lot of different things. And um, they both catch catch the ball extremely well and are able to, to um, catch and run, you know, and not just um, – yeah. So they, they do a really good job, and it's hard to say um, that they do a good job. You seem to be playing last week with a little bit more fearlessness, a couple keepers. Uh, I mean, is it just – because the stakes are high now, and and there's, I mean, there's. Yeah, for you could say that. I mean, you could say that. I mean, obviously, I still want to protect myself whenever I can, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, you could say it's 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 like a playoff atmosphere. It's winter go home right now. So, um, but like I said, I still got to find a way to protect myself when I can. Going back to the question Dave asked you about, you know, whether you have Zach Ertz or not. I mean, he's obviously a guy you rely on probably more than any other receiver and everything. I mean. With what Dallas did last week, I mean, is it still going to be hard, like, if Zach can't, you know, Zach can't play to replace his production? Yeah. I mean, I don't like to play the what if game, you know, what will he be out here? You know, I try not to, you know, have those thoughts and play that game and, and it's just react, you know, who's ever out there, it's going to, ball's going to find them. You know, it's going to come the way we're going to have confidence in whoever it is. And um, you've seen it really all year. Any any week it could be somebody different that's stepping up and making plays or uh, leading in receptions or whatever it is. So uh, whoever that is, you know, I'm confident in who it will be and, and we'll get it done. Last time you played these guys, particularly in overtime, Zach's running free in the end zone there uh, for that touchdown. And everybody's saying, well, how could you not cover Zach? I mean, obviously, they one and two. They just didn't. There was a lack. How much of that was what you guys were doing, whether game planned or adjustments midstream? to kind of create that chaos. For yeah, uh, that was all, you know, game plan stuff. Um, Coach is doing a good job of scheming the, the red zone plays there and um, some different things just to, to create some confusion a little bit and get them open. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can keep, keep doing some of those things down there.
I know you're very much a, a team guy, but considering what you've gone through the past two seasons, what would winning Sunday, capturing the division, playing 16 games, and going to the playoffs mean to you? Yeah, I was just actually asked, you know, how I'm feeling, and it was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful. You know, obviously, last like you said, the last two years I've been out at this point, and so um, to feel the way I do, to still be out here with with the guys at Week 17, uh, it, it's a blessing. Something I don't take for granted, and I'm excited to to go. Hopefully, get one more. Notwithstanding the second half that the Giants played against you, they really put three good games together. When you look at them on film, Carson, what specifically do you see from them on the football field? Yeah, it's a good defense. It's a good defense. Um, you know, really good front. Um, they they mix it up really well. You know, obviously on the back end they have a lot of young guys, um, but they they want to mix up coverages, mix up blitzes, try and confuse you. Um, it's a good defense. You know, I I wouldn't look at their record at all. I'd look at you know the film and, and say, hey, it's a good defense, and we got our work cut out for us. What's going on behind the scenes that's led to the production and the pass game between you and Miles? Um. You know, ever since Miles even came in, um, you saw the, the dynamic playmaker that he was just in practice, and you could see his explosiveness. And um, just trying to, to work on, you know, routes and just different things after practice or whatever it is and, and talking through things. And um, obviously he's a rookie, so we're still building with him kind of every week. But, um, yeah, it's been extremely beneficial, um, the, the time that we put in together, whether it's on the field or off the field, just talking through things. And um, the kid's a baller. The kid's a baller, and we got to keep finding ways to get in his hand. How early in training camp or even OTAs did you kind of sense that even though he hadn't caught a lot of passes in college that he was going to be a formidable receiver? Yeah, I would say early training camp. You know, you saw, saw him do a couple things and you're like, okay, this is a, a guy that we can continue to work with. And obviously, um, like you said, he didn't do a lot of it in college. So it's something that it's it's all still kind of new. Um, so we're still just working little little by little with him. But um, it's exciting for him. What was it like lining up wide on that uh, third board? Well, no one to cover me, so I uh, thought he should have threw me a go ball. But um, no, it was you know it was something different. You know, give him something different, and um, you know it was a good efficient run that you know almost almost got out of there for a bigger one. It was cool. Carson, when you're moving more out of the pocket, it seems like the more you're on the move, the more success you've had. Is that a product of being healthy and also really a bit of a change in the game plan that you're able to do more of that? Um, I wouldn't say it's because of the health. I'd just say it's um, the, the game plan, you know, the game plan. And, and combine that with whether it's obviously designed, you know, movement plays that the coaches do a great job of um, putting together the game plan or it's improvised. You know, I think guys uh, do a really good job of reacting, you know, when, when, I, when the play does break down and I do scramble. Um, and that's just a credit to our guys just talking through things and, and getting the work and practice uh, for when a play does break down, what we're expecting out of everybody. And talking to us about screens, Goddard was, was mentioning – the work you do and showing the defense the ball there. What's what's your kind of role in, in selling the screen? Yeah, I mean, again, it all depends on the play um, and how we design things. And, and I think that's coach doing a good job of uh, trying to make everything look the same, our run game, play action, screens, all of that. Um, and so I just I just do it, what I'm told, you know, do what I'm taught. And, you know, whether that's play fake or selling, whatever it is, um, do the best of my ability and, and get it to those guys. In talking to some of the younger receivers, uh, they said that when they talked to you about um, the routes and how, uh, not how you want them wrong, just how in terms of the chemistry between the two of you and knowing the communication part, why are you more open to listen to them as opposed to saying, okay, this is how I want it wrong because this is the way it's typically run for me? Yeah, I think, you know, that's just something, um, you know, 
guys that once you get to this level, um, you've been doing something for a long time a certain way, you know, and, and you get here for a reason. And so, uh, you know, when we, when we have new guys in, I want to learn, okay, what do they do best? You know, what do, how do they run a route um, and what do they do that's most effective and so that I can understand how they're going to get open. I don't want to tell them how to get open. They, that, they That's their job. That's what they're paid for. And so I'm um, just having those conversations and, and working through it, you know, whether it's after practice um, or watching it on film, I think those conversations go a long way. Things we hear, the tech sport is active, 609-403-0973. We're live at Bury the Hatchet, and we have some very interesting news coming your way. It's not breaking, but we have some interesting news coming your way in a matter of seconds. So make sure you're following along at Harry Mays to you at Shander Show, BarryTheHatchet.com. This is Mays and Aton with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. 609-403-0973 is the text board. So everyone is raving about Bird's defense last week, but Dallas wideouts were wide open often. Dak just missed. That won't happen with Jones. Well, they had bye some bye drops, birdies. Too. They had a lot of drops. They had some drops, no doubt about it. And Dak was off. Well, this texter is, is starting things off, saying bye-bye birdies. Well, listen. Um, very overrated movie, by the way. Bye-bye birdies? Yeah. Bye-bye birdie. Isn't that a Broadway show? Oh, it's like right. a musical. Whatever the hell it is, it's overrated. It's a music. I saw it. I sat through it. It was you terrible. You did? Yeah. Was that, was like the, that was like one of those uh, ones that... When I was in high school, like the drama people would do, like a Broadway, yep. like Cats. Every, well, Cats was Cats came out after when I was you, in college. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, that so was you a, probably had late, what, late Miz? No, I talking about like Oklahoma. Miss Saigon. Uh, <laughs> no, you're over three. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like that was on the rotation yes. of one of those, uh, like My Fair Lady. Uh, there you that go. Kind of Oklahoma is yeah, good. Yeah, Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> Necessary Roughness is one of the most underrated sports movies. I actually love that movie. The music alone gets a 10 rating. Kathy Ireland, wow. Joey D in Ventnor City. People can appreciate Kathy that. Kathy Ireland. Oh, yeah, she had she, a couple good years. She was the kicker in that movie. Doesn't she have like a line of furniture? Ooh, at what, Raymore and Flanagan? Or what's the other one? Like I know, um, I think Cindy Crawford does too. Cindy, not Sydney. Cindy Crawford. You said Sydney. No, I didn't. It sounded like you no, said Sydney. Cindy Crawford. Like, like Sydney Crosby, it sounded like you went. All right, now, do you want to share with anybody what your best Christmas gift that you got this year was? Did you get anything at all? I got oh, the fact that two you didn't gifts. Get, what'd you get? Um, I got a clip to put on the golf cart to hold my cigars, or cigar clip. That's pretty thoughtful. Okay, yeah. It's, you know, like $5 item. But it's going to be, it was my favorite gift. And then I got a pair of Uggs from the wife, but it's not the style that I want. So I'm going to return them Why? get a different style. As far as the slippers? Are they slippers no, or no, boots? No, these no. Were, these were like boots. And I already have a pair of boots that, you know, I wear in like, you know, crappy weather or whatever. So but you these, wanted like real go out boots, not yeah, like. Yeah, I want comfortable bleep ones. Bleep kickers. Right. 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 Not bleep kickers. Exactly. You have those already. I have those. I so have what was the style that didn't match up with what you wanted? Well, they were they were, they were like black leather kind of high top things, and I just didn't like them. Okay. 
So you're able to go back, you get a free exchange. Yeah. And the Lima's okay with oh, that? Yeah. She doesn't take it personally? No, that, no, no. Okay. No, no. Right. Well, the style that she got doesn't match up to your we style. We don't really do a whole lot of uh, that stuff at Christmas, like gifts and stuff. Well, we two buy gifts. Yeah, I mean, you know. That's all. I, got, I only got her one gift. Yeah? Yeah, that's it. MacBook Air. Yeah? Well, she's a teacher, and she has to use this school-given... She gets a Mac, but she can't do anything on it. Mm. It's a school-given... Laptop. School so she, issue. Yeah, right, she can't get on ninety percent of the internet. Right, right. Because it, it won't let her. Exactly. Right, right. And she can't save stuff. So now she can watch porn. Exactly yeah, right. That's okay. exactly what she needs okay. it for. Well, and now good, we're all happy. Happy for house. You. Look, I got a ton of between gear and lessons. I'm gonna be at Huntington Valley, I think, for like the next six months once this thing opens. Oh yeah. I got a hat. I got a shirt. Oh, I got geez. a new golf bag. I got golf lessons. Oh boy. Well, the lessons. That's good. Yeah, I need it. That's need good. It. Especially after the last outing. Well, here's the thing. This was my question. I, I'm going to ask you a question about the golf lessons coming up. Okay. We're also going to look again, as we did in the first hour, why people refuse to join my side and overlook the Giants. Terrible football team. Awful football team. Join me. Why won't you? Back after this. Well, we're at Bury the Hatchet. You got to say that. Then you say that. BuryTheHatchet.com. Go ahead. Back. ESPN Radio. BuryTheHatchet.com. We're live at the Ben Salem location. We'll be here for another jam-packed monster hour as people will slowly be filing in. There are a couple of shorter parties, and then all of a sudden by about 2.30 or so. So you want to get in here, you want to get in now because about 2.30, 3 o'clock, this place gonna is going to be jamming. jammed. Yeah. And then you're going to see... People throw knives, throw cards, throw tomahawks, axes. It's it's everything. We got everything. Now, I'm still trying to figure out uh, the Giants players' motivation for Sunday's game. But as we discussed th- that, you well, also have a question You, you for basically me. have to well, – about golf lessons. Yeah, but w- which one do you want to do first? Let's get the Giants-Eagles thing out of the way because if you're out there on the field, you're going to have to play. Look, another thing, too, Daniel Jones and – Saquon Barkley, who already is a great talent, these guys haven't been in the league long enough to veteran their way out of this game. Daniel Jones, you need to see what Daniel Jones still is. You still need to get. Didn't he get, have his his game last week though? He, That's what I'm saying. Like, he's he had already his, had a game like this earlier in the year where he threw at least four touchdowns well, earlier five in the season. This past, last Correct. Week. So that's but like his water cooler game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but uh, then sit him at this point. All right. <laughs> if you that's the thing. If you're playing these guys, if these guys are out there, and here's another thing too. Where is Saquon Barkley in any type of leader or category? He had an unbelievable game. Last he did week, both catching and running. He could have incentives. These guys could have stat incentives. They could have game start well, incentives. All these things are in their personal contract yeah, to I, prevent I, this. You think you're the only smart guy out there that wants to prevent a guy in week 17 from just hamming it up on the bench and not playing? You put an incentive in their contract. Well, I don't know what incentives are in their contracts. Maybe maybe some of them do have something. You play all 16 like games, you get an extra $50,000. Well, you're going to play. I'm just saying, like, the first sign of resistance from the Eagles, and this is what I'm saying, because they know the coaching staff is probably not going to be here next year. So what do they care about Pat Shermer and his crew? They're, these guys are out. Black Monday, Pat Shermer's probably gone, right? Probably. So you're like, okay, yeah, we're playing. We did. We went through all the meetings and practice, and we're, but, but now the Eagles really came to play, and we're going to just shut it down. That's my point. I, of course, I don't. Be, yeah, but I don't know how you shut it down without getting like 
how do you shut it down without getting hurt? Somebody's going to go out there and get hurt. You do run the risk of getting hurt when you when you physically like. But I'm saying mentally more so than physically. I think it's worse to mentally you shut do. down than it is physically shut down. Yeah. You take one. You think about this, man. This is like the split second. There's nothing like this in sports. May in you know Martinez and that that crew's probably thinking a uh, uh, rebound, a uh, uh, rebound off the net or something like that. But the split second you have in any position in the NFL, as soon as that ball is snapped, it's like a pitch maybe coming out of a, of the box above a shoulder. You've got a second, mm-hmm. a second and a half if you're lucky. To figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, I know. And if you're not there, you're going to get killed. Well, it's the same thing with Dallas last. Where was Dallas's focus and motive? They played like they had they no did. focus or motivation. That's what I'm talking about. Well, the, like I, the I first trust sign of resistance from the Eagles. I'm I'm thinking the, the the Giants could go into that mode where they look like Dallas and you're like, dude, like this team stinks. There's nothing. Uh, look, you don't think there's anything to finishing a season on a positive note against a divisional opponent? I don't know. I think fans think that more than the players. Do, no, don't I, they? I disagree. Why would you not? Again, why would you, if you're going out there to play, why would you sit around and think, all right, you know, I, I just want to get out of here, knowing that that could cost you money, it could cost you. Amari Cooper wasn't even on the field. Well, that's the most coaching important. malpractice. Well, okay. That's my point. If, if Zeke Elliott tapped out. He tapped out. I don't know how after, much. It, after a yard gain, second and two, he tapped his helmet and he took him off the field for the next two plays. Look, how mu- at the same time, though, they weren't running him as much as they should have. True. That's so, malpractice, too. Exactly right. And Kellen Moore tapped out. Those guys, you want to blame the coaches and Pat Shermer and the Giants. And who he's is coaching the for his job. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Who's the Giants OC right now? Do you remember? I don't. It's Pat Shermer's offense. Correct. I don't know who the guy is. But if they're going to be idiots and make mistakes, that's one thing. I, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win this game. I don't think the Eagles are anywhere close to losing this football game. You're not game. worried in the least. Not at all. Not, and that line is a trap. The money line's a trap. It's all a trap. Minus 220, the Eagles are. Plus 180 for the Giants Correct. is a trap. That should be over 200, and they know it. It should be 240, 250 right here for this Giants team in reality. And that's to your point that even after they try, I'm look at we're disagreeing about how much they're going to try, and I'm saying they'll try and get beat up. I'm just saying if maybe this is is this your coping mechanism? More, it probably is, but this is probably more about my personality than it is anything else. If I was a player on the Giants, fair. it would be like, all right, Cancun on three. Then you get out, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Look, I understand that, and and I think in other sports you see that. Yeah. We see this in the NBA. We see this in other sports right. where it's like, all right, man, we're done. We're down 3-0. Just yeah. let's end this thing. Let's end it. I just don't know I want to be on point. a tee tomorrow. <laughs> you knock a team out of the playoffs, there's something to that as well. We've seen that. We've heard that from guys that we cover and talk to in uh, bad years. But if you're a Giants fan, you can't want them to win this game, can you? Well, that's another thing, too. If you're a Giants fan, you didn't want them to win last week. No. And they right, won last right. week. So I think the team you're is already beyond. Upset, right. And right. the team is beyond trying to adhere and appease the fan as far as trying to tank. Dave I mean, Gettleman, I don't know where he's going to he be at either. He might be without a job, too. Right. A lot of these guys. Now, Bob Glauber can – I tell you what, why don't you ask Bob that question tomorrow? Because okay. he covers this team day in and day out. Is he coming on for, with us for sure tomorrow? One o'clock tomorrow. Oh, okay, good. We'll be at Parks. Yeah. So he can answer that question right. with a little more insight to these guys because maybe he is covering a bunch of guys that would lay down like dogs, but because it's hard for me to think in this sport you would get that. Don't you anticipate the Redskins laying down Sunday against Dallas? Haskins isn't I don't playing. think they're talented enough, and that's part of it is that you go back whether they're going to Keenum or the third guy. I think Keenum. Okay. 
I don't think they're talented enough. Keenum to bounce came back. in when Haskins went That's down right. in the That's game right. last week. So I would the Giants. Uh, I don't think are talented either. I think the Giants. Are gonna, the Giants are going to try to try and knock the Cowboys or the Eagles part of me out of the playoffs. I think the Skins might try, but you'll just see a team that's so non-talented, devoid of talent, that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference of them trying or mailing it in. Can you imagine them beating the Cowboys and taking themselves out of the Chase Young sweepstakes? I think they are, though, right? No, they're second. They're the second draft pick right now. They've got three wins, but who else has? Detroit is right behind them because Detroit has a tie. But doesn't Detroit only have three wins either? Three wins and a tie, though. So that half game takes Puts them, them ahead. Takes them back. That's right. Okay, so, so that's the difference. Yeah, it's Cincinnati, Washington, Detroit, and then I think the Giant, the Giants, four in wins. Miami. Then you get into four win territory, yeah. right? Yeah, because that's the difference there. All right. So here's my question, right? Okay. I have golf lessons that were given to me. That's good. Great. I can't wait for it. Three great lessons, a couple hours each. I get. A chance to really Hours. improve. Wow. Look at yeah, you. I think so, right? However long the lessons are. Okay. And I'm curious, do I bring, without mentioning, because I, I wouldn't broadcast it, but do I bring. The illegal golf yeah, balls? Without, I just start hitting. No. No? No. They're going to have range balls there for you. No? They, they probably have very nice range balls. We have very nice range balls at 1912. We got Callaways, white Callaways, well, and they're just a little lighter, so they're easier to hit. No, that's. I mean, they might be. You might have ones with that don't go as far. Okay, but you know. the lesson itself, like, are we going to go out to the course as well? Well, it, it depends. He's probably going to want to want to see you on the range. Oh, I'm sure start. he's going to see me on the range. Yeah. So you don't think he's going to work with your grip? He's going to work with your alignment, all that kind of stuff. You know, first first hand. The grip is really important. Major. Like, like yeah. You got to you got to get that right. Yeah, and I'm right. sure. I, I don't feel like I have it right nearly half amount. But I guarantee I, you're squeezing the club too tight too. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's a ba- I'm, you know it's a baseball bat. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, now now that I'm swinging down on it now because you know they yeah. they reworked everything now. He'll he'll work with you on the range a couple times before he probably takes you out to the golf. So when I go out there and I tee up and we're actually out on the course. Oh, you're on the course. Okay. Well, yeah, we've gone for because you're right. We'll go to the range first, so they'll have a bucket they'll have of balls. range balls. When I go to the first tee. With the with the do I tee up correct with the pro with the pro who is a PGA certified pro at Huntington Valley? Do I tee up on number one, the illegal ball? After all that all right. he did and worked with me, I know where what number one tee is right there. Yeah, he will walk you right up the hill to the parking lot and put you in. Is your that car. right? If yes. I put that illegal ball out he there, he should. Well, I mean, I, I my dues still cover the club, right? I might be banned from the course, but I can still use the pool. Oh, yeah, sure. And yeah, sure. I can still go there and yes. eat. You now have a pool membership. Correct. A gym membership. <laughs> Apparently, there's an, an oh, amazing they, shower. They have a nice gym in yeah, there? Yeah, they have a gym. Very Look, nice. I'm, I'm getting married there. Wow. All right? So Jeez. you think this is just a golf course? That's it? <laughs> Do you think that I – all right. Well, I won't put the chap – I will not apply chapstick to the driver okay. before I have I can't the believe lesson. Lombo gave us that the other day. That was pretty – That s- was live and late breaking. It was pretty sad that Lombo admitted to cheating. Unbelievable. The gentleman golfer that he is. Yeah. I was very disappointed in that. I have another he's issue. He's not that guy anymore. That was a, that was the old Lombo. Yeah, he's moved on. Right. He's evolved. He's he's matured. Correct. Yes. Happy holidays. Blessed wish for both of you and your staff. Giants will destroy the birds. Playoff hopes. Happy New Year. The idea that there's no motivation is silly. This is from our resident Giants fan. Okay. Eric. Everyone knows that your play on the field is your resume. 
coaches also have their jobs on the line. Aside from playing the spoiler role, which I agree is more of a fan thing, there's plenty to play for and be motivated for. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about the guys who are secure. You know that they know they're, they're. I'm talking about. I'm talking about them, really. The guys that know that they're part of the. How many of, of those guys are there? The they're quarterback, not, not the a running lot. back. I mean, you know, Alec Ogletree. How old is he? He's been getting hurt all year. They're going to be made, making major overhauls. I would on imagine both sides of the ball. I would imagine. So if you know you're out and you've got another contract your way coming, wouldn't you play your ass off this game? I guess some guys would. You're only as good as your last game, Harry. Yeah, is that right? That's what they tell me. Mike D and EHT text. Carson says a lot while saying nothing. Mm -hmm. I would have got more insight out of one of those hatchet throwers. Now, we could have brought on Chris, our axe master here. Probably would have given us more insight in that presser. What did you think of the sweater he had on? The ugly sweater? It was kind of like a, you know, like a. Well, I wore this today. This, well, that's, a, yeah, that's like a. This is a Christmas. But it was being, I was accused Santa of. Santa Claus. And reindeer face. and trees. Right. So I yeah. wore this to, because the day after Christmas, we go to a fiance's family's house. It's very small. Her sister, brother-in-law. And we give, that's where we give gifts for the six of us, because they have a gigantic family. And I wore this today. You wore it and you didn't tuck it in? You looked a little disheveled? Look, uh, we showed up at 8 a.m. They're in gowns and robes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You, you th the fact that I have jeans on, I'm overdressed. So they were in pajamas? Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, okay. her sister and brother-in-law slept over there with the kids so they could wake up with Santa and everything. Nice. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. This was my Christmas Day shirt. Mm. But it was, I was being accused of wearing an ugly Christmas shirt or ugly sweater. Carson, I think you can accuse of wearing an ugly sweater. That right? had like, you know, like sort of like wildlife on there. That well, that's like what ducks. he said. Do you think he's going to get in trouble now from the pro PETA that he referenced Santa as a hunter? Santa likes hunting ducks, yeah. I believe. Santa right? likes yeah. hunting ducks or right. hunting two? Hunting two, maybe. I think he's yeah. not hunting done, but hunting two. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, Santa likes hunting two. Now, did you know Santa... Hunts pheasant? I didn't realize Santa was a hunter. You could probably get some pretty good vantage points on birds if you're up in a sleigh ride, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's, you know. You're coming he, he down. He doesn't hunt the reindeer. No, no, but he doesn't hunt the reindeer. But my point of it is is that if you're flying and you're making your way down. Yeah. And you see a flock of birds, you could probably, with the reindeer, get close enough to just pick them just off. Just pick them off right, yeah. in, right out of the sky Absolutely. As, you're, as you're cruising by. You could probably get shotgun level range. You know, to blast a couple of those birds out. Then you say uh, Dancer and Prasher, I would like to Prancer. Do, I would like to do that to the Canadian geese that are all over golf courses taking dumps everywhere. It's That's all they do. an epidemic. It's unbelievable. How, how much... has there not been any type of fencing or anything to eliminate What do they them? eat? They eat a lot because I mean, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. And it's always in the same increment. Like mm -hmm. it's, that, it's probably like the size of your index right. finger. And it's always the same. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, so Awful. do you agree with Mike D? You didn't get anything out of that, Carson? Uh, I didn't get much. I didn't glean a whole lot. I don't think I could really honestly say I did either, although I thought it was necessary that we listened to him just to confirm that we didn't get anything out of him. Even Doug, when he doesn't give you much, gives you a little something. Mike Rainey on the text board. Aton, get the noodle golf balls. Harry knows what they did for my game. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know him. I know him. The noodle, he loves though. the noodle ball. Something about the packaging of the noodle. 
Yeah. Makes me think it's a hack ball. Yeah, I, I just I can't. It looks I like can't psychedelic. Go to the counter with a box of noodles. Well, who makes noodles? There's I, a, I, it's I, a real company. Yeah, like, they're real. They're real. Like, balls. Um, right. I don't, I don't know who makes. No, but I'm saying it, it's like a Top Flight or something like that. Maybe. Some, yeah, a real company makes the noodle. Yeah. It's not Nike, right? No. It would be a Nike thing, wouldn't it, to have that psychedelic well, you know crazy make, packaging? You know who makes the Nike golf? Who made the Nike golf ball? Was Bridgestone. Right, and then yeah, and they just relabel. Is that what it is? Yeah. So Nike bought the technology. I'm thinking, are these Taylor? Does TaylorMade make those? It would say on the box. Let's see. Just click on the box. I'm telling you, there's a reputable company. Yeah, TaylorMade Taylor made golf go. balls. There they you make go. the noodle. All right. With the mention of Black Monday, it would be a success for all of us if. Guess who? What person is this texter talking about? If somebody gets fired on Monday, one of us? No, it's an NFL oh. personality, meaning somebody who talks and talks. Skip Bayless. Nope. I'm sure that would be it. But this this is somebody who we've brought up a bunch on the show. Cowherd. No. We've played audio of him talking about the NFL. Who? Close. Tess. Yes. Oh. Now, what would the reaction oh. be if Tessator got the axe? The axe. I don't know. Like axe I mean, throwing here. How many people, if given I, the option, Tessator or Booger, would put Tessator's face in the bullseye? I think it would probably be significant. Me too. I think yeah. more people despise Tessator than just dislike Booger. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I agree with you. You say the Giants line is a trap. I agree. The Devils are one of the worst teams in the league but never have good odds. Is this because stupid people bet on them and it alters the line or because they know people from New Jersey will take them? Look, I, I think that there's a combination of there's always in the backdrop of a Philadelphia team, there's always the knowledge. And anybody who works in these casinos from parks down to AC can tell us and verify that lines go they're, up when odds seem favorable to the Eagles. They're, they're valued or a Philly higher. teams. Absolutely. Yeah, because they know they're going to get a lot of action. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if the Devils are one of those yeah, teams or one of those fan bases, but wouldn't it stand to reason that they could be, Harry? Could What's be left in North Jersey? Geographical like location. Yeah, there's about, right? nothing left. That's your one team. Yeah. If you live in North Jersey, Newark, or even Central Jersey, if you believe Central Jersey exists, that's your hockey team. Mm-hmm. Hell, I mean, if you live in South- Cape May Courthouse, that's your hockey team. If you want to go by the state. If you're just going by state. Delineation. But I'll say this as well. There is a tremendous amount of overreaction. We can, look, this is a perfect storm. That's why I say it's a trap line. Now, this doesn't happen every week, but it's a trap line to me because it's a perfect storm. You needed Daniel Jones to come off a game like that last week in order for this to be a bite at four and a half. Mm-hmm. You needed this to be Philadelphia or maybe another Green Bay. Maybe there's a team. One of these line-moving locations where if you have something favorable people will jump you needed something like that and hell you needed the eagles to win the way in which they did last week no doubt but you can't open up at six you can't open up at seven nobody would bet it or they'd bet all over the giants is my point right but that money line tells me everything and the fact that it's less than two to one odds harry for the giants to win this game Based on how bad, how many times do we need Lombo, Jordan, Renan, Glauber, or anybody else to tell us how bad this defense is? It's horrendous. I don't know, man. It just it speaks to me like the Eagles are going to come in and win by 14, 17 points. You know, uh, according to Sports Odds Daily, Pat Shermer is the leader as far as 
the most obvious coach to get the axe on Monday. Minus 300. Doug, so, Doug Marone is number two. I was going to say, without looking at that list, I would bet that Dan Quinn is no longer in the top five. Dan Quinn is in the top five. He's fourth. I think he might have saved his job. He might have. Especially with a win on Sunday. Yeah, he might have. Which is a pick last time I saw it. I think maybe that win against the 49ers might have cinched it for I him. I think you're right. I think yeah. that, that's a pretty good point yeah. there. That, that definitely. On the road, them. too. I mean, who's, they were. Who's dead last? Long shot. Well, the last guy up here is Adam Gase, plus 600. That's plus 600. That's I think it. Anthony Lynn's going to get fired in Los Angeles. Yeah. Because I think they'll, yep. they'll, they'll want to get a big hire in there to start fresh in that new stadium. You, Although, who did we talk to, or did I talk to this person on another radio show? <laughs> I thought it was Mutnansky on our show, Mike Mutnansky from EEI. Oh, from Boston. Yeah, who said that, who painted the very realistic picture of Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady could go out there and right. be a quarterback. But I think either way, if you're starting with a young rookie or if you're starting with Tom Brady, even for a year. You'd want a different coach. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. Is there anybody on that list that doesn't get what, fired? What if, what if they hired uh, – the coordinator. Who? New England's coordinator. McDaniels? And brought him out there with Brady. That would be a Brady choice, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? You'd, You'd kind of so. have to check with Tom Brady right. ahead of time, right? <laughs> yeah. You don't make that move without checking with Tom. Oh, by yeah. the way, are you okay with Josh McDaniels? Yeah. Well, now he's... McDaniels walked away from a job that he had, too, so you'd want to make sure that he's committed. Well, he walked away, and then Andrew Luck walked away from that team. Correct. So After Reich came in. Correct. Yeah. And now if Re- Frank Reich doesn't look like a genius when – your top two talented guys outside of your quarterback go down week in and week out. T.Y. Hilton and, and, and Mack. Marlon Mack, Marlon right. Mack, yeah. So how about anybody on that list that does not get fired? Vic Fangio won't get fired, I don't think. They well, they, they found something in Locke. And I think I, they, they found might, something. They might yeah. have found their quarterback. Who knows? I mean, still, he's only had a couple starts. But do you he, fire the, I don't know who it is, but do you fire the offensive coordinator? I have no idea who it is. And bring in somebody like that. That might be the play. Jason Garrett, plus 150. I mean, to me, isn't he a lock? Yeah. He has to be number one. Why wouldn't he be number one? That's what I'm saying. Pat Shermer? Pat Shermer. The only thing Pat Shermer, I mean, I don't know, is. Well, the owner has said the word overhaul. The Giants. Yeah. Jordan Renan, I believe, had that. The, The word overhaul was used. Okay. From the owner's mouth. So that, I mean. That's where you start thinking maybe Gettleman gets whacked, too. That's what we thought from the jump, is it would come down from the top. Hmm. At Harry Mays TU, at Shander Show, on the text board, 609-403-0973. Mike from the Villas, not hearing any Dallas fans, normal blowhards. Hmm. Yeah, they are quiet. They had a quiet we are Christmas. neither. The Dallas. We're uh, hearing from Giants fans on the text board, well, but yeah, not we Cowboys should. fans. I mean, there's a lot of Giants fans, rightly so, in New Jersey. Listen to this station. We don't discriminate. That. No. No Giants fans this week. That's we don't why, do that's why we have Lombo on once a week. To satisfy and appease the Giants. Correct. Should we do that? You know, Schwartzman used to have Mike Tannenbaum on weekly. Oh, yeah? Yes. When we did the show on the AM stick before it moved to 97. Was he the Jets general manager? He was. Yeah. And we used to have him on every week, and I would always ask, you clearly doing this because you're a Jets fan and you're selfish and, you know, Woody, the owner. Well, Schwartzman was a Jets fan. Correct. Correct, yeah. yeah. And he then would respond like, no, no, there's a lot of Jets fans in the area. Should we? Are we neglecting the Jets in this area? 
You know, we should just have Bob Man- Glauber on, too. Or Manish. Oh, what am I saying? Yeah. Manish would be, well, Manish, can we afford Manish Metal? Probably not. We should at least try, right? I'm telling you, that's the move there is we should have had Lombardo on one day and Manish on another day, and then we could have just talked Eagles. And when people complain, we'd say, look, we got you both teams covered. Right. Both. What more do you want? What more can we do? 609-403-0973. Hopefully you're taking advantage of this Bury the Hatchet Harry 50 promo where you can throw axes for half off for two hours. Go to BuryTheHatchet.com. Use our promo code Harry50. We also have a gigantic tournament coming up January 9th, Thursday evening. That's a week, two weeks from tonight. We'll be at King of Prussia. And we have a gigantic tournament. Winner take all. We've got some amazing prizes from tickets to games downtown a night and weekend, I should say, in Philadelphia, Davios. You'll be staying at the Sinesta. It's amazing what we have lined up for you. All you need to do is just come out, register for our Bury the Hatchet Maze and Aton tournament January 9th. You get on there now, burythehatchet.com. You're listening to Mays and Aton with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Action here on the text board. Tweets coming in at Harry Mays to you at Shander Shows. You can respond to our audio that gets popped up on the Jacob Media account. And the Eagles, Sixers. Those are really the big ones going on. And we should thank Conlon, who has taken over the reins for Hunter Brody and is the reason why you get to hear those clips. Oh, really? So yeah. we Now, who is this person? Conlon. I've never met. I don't think I've no. met. No. Okay. No. Oh, great. They're doing, doing a great job. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's doing a great job. Now, I was looking at yeah. uh, Kemsky's uh, Twitter. Um he something had. that we missed in the presser? Well, no, nothing nothing from the press conference. Just about, you know, the roster moves that they made over uh, over Christmas Eve and what to make of them. Of course, they shut down um, Ronald Darby. He's on IR. Right. So he's done. They waived Jay Ajayi. Right. Okay. But they, they signed a tight end, Richard Rogers. Dick Rogers. Okay. Dick Rogers. Didn't they call him that in college? I, I don't. What, did he go to Cal? I have no idea. Cal what State Fullerton? That, <laughs> Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. Really? I think. That's what, a baseball school. It is, but they have a football. Cal Polytech, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe. You know, yeah, that's where Chris Gokong went. That's where Gokong went, yeah. Where did Richard Rod? Just go ahead. Google him right there. Uh, I, all I, Cal. Josh is saying Cal. Cal, Cal Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Berkeley. Cal Berkeley. Okay, Berkeley. there you so go. That's where See? Deshaun went. That's right. Yeah. Correct. You're in the neighborhood. So they, they signed him. That, now, does that lead you to believe that Ertz yep. is definitely out this Absolutely. week? Absolutely. Not only does it believe, lead me to believe it, but you don't need him. You don't need Zach Ertz. Well, not if Goddard can play like he played last week. What, do you have nine catches, close yeah. to 100 yards, and a touchdown? I'll give you this, Harry. I'll take it a step further. If the Eagles offense plays like they did against Miami, they're going to walk over the Giants. True. Now, and Ertz missed a significant portion of that game last week too he did because so, of the rib know, injury yeah. 
So I, no, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm with you on that. What are you nervous about? Like, what are people looking at? It's not anything to do with the Giants. And this goes back to you with no, the coping it, mechanism. It has to do with the Eagles' defense. Correct. And you're just waiting for this foot to drop yeah, on the Eagles' like, defense. I'm thinking, can they put together two straight performances back-to-back, like what, what they did last have week? Have they all year? Well, have they? I'm asking. No, I'm, I mean, think about it. That's what worries me. You know, because Daniel Jones is capable of having a game. So you really would have to have a nightmare scenario play out in which Carson Wentz would be fumbling the football left and right. Well, okay. The Giants' defense that can happen. would be pressuring the quarterback and getting stops downfield. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Jones would be throwing for four or five touchdowns. How often? I mean, think about this. How, you would have to go into some deep-level analysis here. They've done it twice so far this year. Well, they've three times now where they've won back-to-back games. The Eagles? Yeah. Okay, but as a Bills, result of their defense? The Bills and the Bears. There you now, go. That, that they was, gave up 27 points combined. Right. Now, that was that was really pretty good. Um, but that Bears offense, though. Oh, they're all nothing. They're, they really are atrocious. Uh, they did it. That's a week prior to Jets giving up and 37 and 30. Well, yeah, but mind you, like, think about this. To your point about where we are, just take a random stretch. Start at the Packers. Okay. So we're going week four through week, I think, nine. That's a five-week stretch. Mm -hmm. They gave up a bunch of – that game is an anomaly, I think, for both teams this year, that Packers-Eagles game. I don't think the Eagles were that good. I don't think the Packers are that bad. Aaron Rodgers never makes that mistake. The Eagles got lucky with Devontae Adams going down. At the same time, the Packers' defense has played significantly better while the Eagles were able to carve them up. So I just think that game is an anomaly. However, to the defense and the point you raised, they gave up 27 points. The Jets did not have their quarterback. The Jets were down to their third-string quarterback. Right. He's no longer in the league Absolutely. Right now, so that game, hey, but to their credit, they only gave up six points. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Then Minnesota that comes. That was their worst game maybe Stephon the Diggs, yeah. they gave up 38. However, they gave up 37 the next week well, against the Cowboys. that was largely because of turnovers early in the game. One of them was Carson fumbling the ball. I remember they put Dallas in some short fields. That game was like fourteen nothing before you blinked, wasn't it? Yes. So yes. Um, then they go to Buffalo, and they got a big turnover in the first half of that game. Brandon Graham forced a fumble, or picked up a fumble. Maybe he did both. That, that changed big, everything. Right. That was right before a half, I believe. But and their that defense changed that game. Their defense played well. Right, and we're always talking about their defense. Yeah. Their defense. Now, again, 22-14 is way too close for, for me Bears. to beat the Bears on any scenario. At home, especially. I don't blame the defense there. That's lack of offense. Right, you should be able to get 30 points. You we should. weren't talking about Greg Ward at that point in right. week nine. 27 at least. Okay, right? that's fair. Okay. And then following the bye, you get a team in New England where I, I don't know how, what you want to make of that outside of they only let up 17 points, but the New England Patriots offense – is awful. They're not a good offense. And then the next week, they played a great game against Seattle and still lost. That's where we disagree. I don't think they played a great – I went back. Not I didn't watch the tape or anything. But that game, I think that as much as you and I – I think we have to be fair here. And I'm going to set it up this way, Harry. As much as you and I have been down the middle and explaining, not justifying or reasoning, but explaining why Carson Wentz wasn't as bad as he was – and then calling out the limited games in which he was bad, 
that was Russell Wilson's worst game of the year by a mile. He was missing guys wide. It's like he Wentz missed Miles Sanders on a three-yard out. Yeah. He oh, yeah, was he had one guy. of those, too. Awful, There was awful a lot of game. wind that day Terrible. in that stadium, and I think that might have impacted both players. Right, and there was no sh- AC joint that they could blame no, like no, Dak no. Prescott. No. Russell Wilson had a bad game, and I don't know if he has that bad of a game again. Well, would you, could you make the case, though, that, and this is true with a lot of teams, the Eagles' defense plays better at home. Yes. Is there an opportunity? Well, Buffalo... They traveled there. Yeah, I'm not Green saying they, Bay, not they saying gave they up a bunch of win, points, but they seem to play better. I agree. At home, I, I yes. So that's, is that that's sort of reason for my little small concern. But to be fair, nobody's concern is really with the Giants. It's really with your Eagles' worries. Mm-hmm. That's and, where this and is. The, the whole thing too. It's not like you overlook the Giants, but we always talk about this in other sports where you have a big emotional win. And then there, there tends to be somewhat of a letdown. Even though the Eagles have to win this game, maybe that minimizes that. But there's no t- – you saw the look on Doug Peterson's face yeah. when that clock yeah. went to zero. They were it exhausted. It was like an, an enormous weight yeah. just got lifted off of their back. Now you got to get up again. And I don't know you get up to that level again. Well, but you got to get up a significant amount to go on the road and beat a team that's coming off one of their best offensive performances, probably their best offensive performance of the year. How many guys that are playing, and Josh, maybe you can help us out with this as well. Mosher's, if he's listening, probably knows this already. But how many guys that are playing on Sunday, that are starting on Sunday, and to be fair, coming in because I know team? Eagles, oh. played – or at least dressed for that Atlanta game at home to run that playoffs in which they won the Super Bowl in 17. Just guess, 50%? Yeah, I mean, your, your offensive line, practically all of them. Guys on right? defense, right? Yep. Defense there are a lot of guys. Yep. That, I think, is the best example I can give you for a team that had every opportunity to let down following that win at home and went on the road and won two games, one on the road in Minnesota convincingly before that thing was even done, and the second – oh, no, Minnesota no, was, that home. was home. Pardon me. Yeah. Then, then the Super Bowl. But that, that's my point is that Atlanta was that game. They gave everything they possibly could. They almost lost that game if yeah. it didn't bounce off well, that guy's crazy, foot. They had crazy, crazy bounces in that game. And, and Nick Foles was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got to the playoffs with Nick Foles. It was kind of like, oh, okay, we can exhale. Right. So I'll, I'll take your example last week and raise it and king it and say. But didn't that they, take some of the pressure off of them? Well, Meaning, isn't that the same case here, that pressure's off of them now? Yeah, but not because of the quarterback, because of the weapon you're talking about, right? Yeah, it's different, end to the, oh, different means to the same end. Yeah. By the way, real quick, there were nine guys who played defense in that game who will be playing defense expected this Sunday. Nine of the 11. And in, wow. to Harry's point, you have offensive linemen, mm-hmm. right? You have Zach Ertz, maybe. Now, on the offensive side, I'm counting it up still. You got... Uh, let's let's assume Ertz is out. Yeah. You have no offensive starters who are skill positions. Not Just, skills. Okay, but the line. A couple and, of and, linemen. And to be honest with you, I'm actually more interested in the line than the skill guys because I know Greg Ward wasn't there. Uh, let's see here. There'll be Outside one, of Wiz, two, or Brandon Brooks three. Playing? He's out, right? No. There's three guys. No, I'm saying Brandon Brooks was out. Oh, was he out two years ago? Yeah. Brandon Brooks played in this game. In the Atlanta game? He played 100% of the snaps. Good. Okay, so who? So you've got Lane Johnson. Kelsey, Brooks, and Vitae. Right. Lane Johnson was out. 
Lane Johnson played this game, but he might not play this Sunday. He's probably not playing. This That's what Sunday. I'm saying. He's yeah, out yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And then but Jason Peters didn't play in 2017. Correct, and he's playing now. Okay. So you've got three. You've got 12 guys playing. 12 of 22. That's over half. Mm. 12 of 22. And and look, you know, to be fair, a couple of these guys, it's probably important to say who they are. Malcolm Jenkins was one of them. Mm-hmm. Brandon Graham is one of them. You know, it's not just some dude who's. First career snap was no, in the Super Bowl. They're also some of the inspirational leaders of the team. Absolutely too. right. Yeah. Even Lyman, Brandon Brooks. Yeah. You have guys that I think in the right capacity will not let down. So that's a concern that you have is the letdown. And, and I, don't, I don't look at it that way. Yeah, not, not so much an overlook, but just like there was a the lot letdown. of emotion. Right. Right. Know, from the Dallas. It's a very fair observation. I don't think you're wrong observing it. I just yeah. think this team specifically has some DNA in them mm-hmm. where they've almost they've, prevented that. Yeah, they, where they've got sort of a pedigree, Correct. if you will. Now, before the text board dies here, Rick and EHT, Aton playing with illegal driver and balls with chapstick on all his clubs. Harry, you might not want to play a match against him. He'd probably hit you with the Fuji dust. <laughs> Remember the Mr. Fuji dust? Oh, yeah. Well, in the, WWE? The, the wrestler. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, he yeah. was the manager. I don't think Mr. No, Fuji Mr. ever wrestled, Mr. did he? Mr. Fuji and Toru Tanaka were a tag team champions at one point. Wait a second. Yes. Who was the guy that just wore the top hat and, and the cane and the suit? That, I thought that was Mr. Fuji. Well, maybe he, morphed, maybe he became a manager, but he, Mr. Fuji was a wrestler. Josh, are you sure about this? Mr. Fuji was a wrestler after he was a manager? Well, I don't know if he was a manager, but I know he was a wrestler. There was one guy who sat outside of the ring, outside of the turnbuckle. Yeah, look, he's got the suit on. Mr. Fuji was a wrestler and a manager. Okay, see, there you go. Manager first, then wrestler, I think. Right? I don't know. He actually debuted in 1965. <laughs> well, because I, I, I thought that he managed first. He, is, he and, and Tanaka was his partner, right? Yeah, hard-hitting Tanaka. Toru Tanaka? Toru Tanaka. Yeah. He performed I, as part of his debut in WWS as part of a tag team with Tanaka. And there who did go. they go up against in the 60s? Bob uh, this is Turnbuckle? 70s. The guy who ate the turnbuckle? Well, they go up against... They defeated uh, Sonny King and Chief J. Chief J, Strongbow, and Billy Whitewolf. We're a tag team, I, too. I can't imagine how offensive Chief J. Longbow oh, was. He was, my, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> I think he's from, like, South Jersey. Oh, it's, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like uh, but the, but they, Rick Donatello. But they, <laughs> they listed him as from Pahuska, <laughs> Oklahoma, I think was his oh my was God. Mr. Fiji became a WWF uh, manager had, in 1985. Had, really? What is Josh saying? Mr. Fuji. Who had faker Native American heritage? Is it, who is it again? Jim Chief J Strongbow Chief J Strongbow or Hiapatia Lee Hiapatia Lee <laughs> That's a good poll right there We're live at bury the hatchet oh, yes. burythehatchet.com <laughs> You weren't ready for that one huh Wow What next Vanessa Del Rio You never know EN and the 973 ESPN mobile app Hi Harry 609-403-0973 and to be fair, the only thing I've ever used when it comes to cheating in golf is the illegal ball. The balls. That's yeah. it. And they're not illegal in the sense of all of a sudden you're going to hit six or seven strokes better. Well, yeah. I don't think that you would hit a significant stroke like one time out, right? It would probably take well, like months and months of using that ball. What you're saying is it's not like you're all of a sudden going to be driving at 300 yards if you normally drive at 250. 
with these balls. They're just correcting well, balls where they're not going to give you a big slice or a big hook, right? It, it's probably going to add 10 yards. 10 yards? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's probably going to add about 10 yards. Well, think about it. How much does a slice or hook I don't. I don't slice it. But a hook or a slice, either way, a right? A hook generally can go longer. Because the ball's going well, right to left. The ball goes right to left. It tends to, to go longer than the spinning the other way. But I'm saying if, the, if it's a direct shot, if it's 350 from the tee box to the green and you've hit the ball straight and then it hooks and hooks and hooks, while the distance might still be farther from the tee box, you're still off, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. So to your point about can it go farther – I think if it's going straighter, it probably will, at the very least, the optics of it will go farther. On a good day, I can only hit it 240, 250. But you don't need to, though. I mean, if you've got good wedges no. in a short game, right? Yeah. What, do you go driver to, to six or to seven to wedge? What, if you're playing like a par five or something? Yeah. Yeah. Or if par four, it's yeah. what, driver to, to nine? Wow. I mean. Eight? Anywhere from seven on up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what's an extra 50 yards going to do? Just move you to a sand? You'll be bored. Well, you know, you're hitting, then you're hitting you know, I, I more play, lofted clubs. I played with a guy down in Nashville when I was down there, and I wasn't good by any means. But we played at all these courses, Gaylord, right, Opry, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And there was this one guy who could hit the ball a freaking mile. Did you ever play the Hermitage? Yes, I, I have. played there. It's you nice. played with Kale. Yeah. Assume the beauty about that down there is that even the private courses you can get on. But we played with a guy a couple of rounds like this. Every single hole that wasn't a par three, Harry, was driver to sandwich. Mm. Par five. That's like Rory McIlroy golf. I, I, and he he was good, but he even admitted he's like this isn't fun after a while. Well, he's got to go play different courses with longer. Maybe from the back tees. Maybe, but look, and, and he wasn't playing from the seniors. No, but that's why they have you know multiple tee boxes. Guys, would like you that. get bored after a while if you just? Hit I'd your love driver to be bored wedge. like that. Well, I'd love to be hitting driver wedge into every hole and making I, birdies. I enjoy being able to hit the ball four yards because I'm using a club I should not use, and then the next time just blasting it. Oh God! Six zero nine four zero three zero nine seven three. We got any Mister Fuji? Uh, anything on Mister Fuji? On the text board? Yeah, well, the text board, a.k.a. my phone, is about to die. That was some so. good old wrestling knowledge we were Well, we combined there. old knowledge and old, with wrestling and porn. Yeah, right. That's not often you're going to get a vintage a. wrestler. A.k.a. my youth. Exactly you know? right. We just mo- <laughs> described Harry Mays growing up in one analogy. Yeah. Hayapesha Lee versus Chief yeah. jo- Well, the guy's from where? Nutley, New Jersey? Well, yeah, Chief J. Strongbow was actually, he was born in Nutley, New Jersey. So North Jersey. My sister lived in Nutley for a little while. Okay. Yeah. But his name, his last name was Scarpa. That his doesn't name, sound native. Luke Joseph Scarpa. That sounds native to Nutley or Bayonne. Mm-hmm. Right. Bay- that sounds more like Bayonne, <laughs> right. like the Bayonne brawler. <laughs> right. All right. Last one for you before we get out of here. Did you watch any Christmas movies I, yesterday? It's funny you bring that up because I was just going to tell you something. Well, I, I was subjected to a movie that I... It's not the movie, but it's the star that I choose not to watch. Well, I watched Home Alone in its entirety That's for great, the first time in my life. It's a great movie. Now, I had seen bits and pieces of it before. Right. But I never watched it from start to, to finish. Best scene in that movie has to be by a mile. 
when the pizza guy comes. Mm, yeah, and he starts playing yeah. the, D- yeah. the DVR. Like, Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> Leave it on the door and get the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> that was Dallas Green when I once walked into his office yeah. unknowingly. Yeah. Get the hell out of here, except he didn't say hell. <laughs> I'm gonna give you ten seconds to give you get your and then he opens rotten, up the machine yeah, gun. Yeah. filthy keister off my property yeah. before I pump you full of lead. <laughs> That's an amazing. It's a great movie. It really is. It it's was, one of Daniel Stern's finest. What, what else was he in? City Slickers. He's oh, was been, he in City Slickers? Yeah, okay. he was in a couple of movies actually. Yeah. He's actually not just a comedic actor. He's been in a couple of other ones as well. So I sat through Elf. Oh, really? I, I like that movie. Well, it was pretty good. I like everybody in Elf except Will Ferrell to the point at which if they replaced Will Ferrell, I think Elf would be even more of a class. Like, we would be talking about Elf as one of the funniest, not holiday, but movies of all time. I personally think Will Ferrell holds it back. Do you? Yeah. Did you ever interview him? Yeah. I had him on once. Oh, I can't. He's probably just, you know, it was, it was very different because he was just being linked straight Will Ferrell, like not comedic Will Ferrell. That Weird. seems even less interesting yeah, to me than... Yeah, it was. That's not like when I had um, Guy with the Voices that we had on do the... Caliendo. Update. Yes. Yeah. Adam on a Nashville. And he thought it was a... Ra- he thought it was, the radio interview was for print. Mm. So he's just sitting there on the speakerphone. Being, yeah. Being boring. Yeah. It isn't. I was like, okay, well, you know, can you do anything? Why? Nobody's going to hear it. I was like, no, it's for the radio. And that's when he stopped. Oh. And he's like, let's do it then again. Then he gets into character. And then he opened up at Charles Barkley. Gotcha. You want to do Barkley on the well, way we, up? We will be at Parks Casino tomorrow and for we a big will have... weekend of college football and pro football. BarryTheHatchet.com.